thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett. And This Week in Wellness, one in every eight peer-reviewed nutritional studies has a tie to business. And those that are, were six times more likely to return favorable results with industry-linked studies finding positive results the majority of the time versus non-linked studies showing positive results less than 10% of the time. Whilst industry influence has long been acknowledged and debated, both in terms of how much it occurs and how much it affects the results, the authors of this study claim that remarkably, this is the first time such an analysis has been applied to the food industry. In an era with so much focus on so-called evidence-based medicine, and diminishing trust in professionals to apply their own experience and knowledge, ensuring that the evidence is of the highest quality and free from bias has never been more important. Yet there's a growing concern that in the field of nutrition and dietetics, industry is having too much influence, even at the most respectable journals. In fact, in 2018, 13% of the articles in the top 10 nutritional journals in Australia reported food industry involvement, raising to 28% for the Journal of Nutrition. And that's just those that are reported. Those businesses involved in processed food made up 40% of the total. While it's previously been reported that nutrition research funded by the food industry typically respects scientific standards for conducting and reporting scientific studies, the food industry was itself involved in that assessment. And the issue warrants further detailed exploration, the authors write. As always, the links are in the show notes. Now, my opinion on this is that it's great that these influences are being declared. You know, so many of these studies did declare that there were industry influences that potentially links to industry were affecting or at least potentially affecting potentially biasing the results but it's important to remember that this study only reports on those that were declared it's still entirely possible that there were more industry influences that weren't declared and even without that it is still a staggeringly high number and an extraordinary difference in the results that are being seen and whilst these are being declared it still affects when people do meta-analysis and the, and the scientific body of knowledge as a whole, when people start looking at what research is out there as a whole, if they don't disclose or if they don't exclude the ones that do have this sort of industry influence, then this is still having a massive impact on the body of knowledge that is out there, certainly on the body of knowledge that has been shared with our health professionals, with our politicians, with our regulators and the like. And because of what we know about industry influence, not only at the scientific level, but at the political lobbying level, we know that there may well be bias in terms of the way that's being presented to, once again, our politicians and our regulators as well. And so it's also important to remember that even when it's declared, this bias can still have an impact. You know, the fact that these studies are being pushed out there, the fact that they're being promoted and marketed and published in you know newspapers and all those sort of things means that it does have an influence not only on the public, but also on our health professionals, also, once again, on our politicians and regulators as well. And so, you know, it's also important to remember that whilst these articles are peer-reviewed, and yes, that is important, but it's often the question that's asked that skews the debate. It's not just about whether the article was done in a professional manner, about whether there was bias in terms of the way they answered the question, but actually the question itself can often bias what's being found. And so, you know, if you ask the right question, you tend to get the right answer. And so that's often where this sort of bias can creep in and where it can have a real impact on what we're seeing in the research and when that then can filter through into our health professionals, our politicians 
and our regulators as well. So, you know, we need to not only ask what research is showing, but also what question was asked and who was doing the asking. And we need to trust our practitioners when they're skeptical of the results that we're seeing. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This podcast is brought to you by my new book, Rock Bottom. Bouncing back from rock bottom need not always be a complex recovery process that requires a degree in psychiatry to understand. Sometimes you just need real, simple, actionable advice that you can understand and follow step by step to find peace, healing and confidence. After getting divorced in 2013, I hit my rock bottom, physically, mentally and financially. I know what rock bottom is like and I know what I did to recover. This book is my story, but also the simple, actionable steps I took, and you can too, to bounce back from rock bottom and live the life you always dreamed of. Don't lose years of precious time with your family and friends. Read the book, take the actions, and start the path to recovery now. Marcus Pierce has called it a confronting memoir addressing the three words we fear most, who am I? While Cindy O'Meara says it is a timeless book, Brett has mastered how to go from rock bottom and find a way back to the top. Grab your copy of Rock Bottom by heading to rockbottombook.com.au or clicking on the link in the show notes. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.